listening to episode 11 of the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. Welcome to the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast, where we explore how insurance agents can leverage technology to create better relationships with our prospects, customers, and agency team members. We believe tech should help us serve customers better and more efficiently, not replace the human-to-human interaction that's made the independent insurance agent a trusted advisor to clients. You'll hear from industry experts and agents who are on the leading edge of marketing, tech, and providing world-class customer experiences. It's time to level up the industry, and you're the trendsetters who can. So, George, here we are in the middle of a statewide stay-at-home order. Charlotte, this is hard to believe. Who would have ever thought Well, and you know, I was actually not even in the country when all of this started to really break open. I was down in uh, Little Cayman and found out that the government was going to make everyone who was a non-resident leave the island in five days. That was pretty crazy. So I scrambled to get a flight back. Shout out to Delta Airlines for uh, (laughs) a great job there. And then came home to 14 days of self-isolation. Oh, yeah, that's right, because when you came in from another country, you had to lock yourself down once you got back in the United States. Yeah, that's right. And then, unfortunately, the stay-at-home order was issued while I was in the self-isolation, so I, I feel like I've been punished a little longer than most. But <laughs> what about you? What, how were oh. things with you when this came out? Well, you know, Charlotte, it was interesting. In the, in the insurance world, in the agency world, uh, you know, before, it was normal business people coming in the office, sitting down at the desk, uh, writing policies, uh, coming in to pay their premiums. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden things changed overnight. And when, when that order was issued, we really had to think about, you know, how are we going to handle this? You know, who's going to work at which agency location? Who's going to work from home? Uh, those people that work in, are working from home, you know, what, um, devices are they going to take with them to use? How are we going to continue to uh, communicate with each other? There were a lot of questions, although we were somewhat prepared for that. Yeah, that's great because I know you have always been a big proponent of being prepared for any type of catastrophe that could come along. And none of us pictured a pandemic that would last for weeks, certainly. (laughs) Oh, exactly. And I tell you, what's interesting, Charlotte, is this is something that had had not really crossed my mind from this perspective of a pandemic, but some of the other plans that we put in place for disasters have really helped us in this process as we go through this. Because one of the things that I was really excited about was the whole voice over IP phones. So everybody had unplugged their phones and took them home and plugged them in. And when the phone rings at the office, it rings at their house now. So they could answer oh, that's the phone amazing. with no problem. Uh, and, and the fact that we can record the calls is another great added feature. So we can go back and listen to it if we need it. Uh, and then there was one other thing that we, we had just recently started using uh, for messaging within the office, which is called Slack. I don't Have mm. you heard of that, Charlotte? I have used Slack. That's a great tool to to really just have the internal conversations where you don't get everything tied up in email. Yeah. And it was, it was really interesting because we started communicating back and forth with this prior to this event. So when this occurred, it really, it really was just seamless. People were still using it, messaging back and forth, scanning documents into Slack that they could 
download wherever they were, whether they're at their home or whether at the office, whichever place they were located. And the communication is really just beautiful. And you don't have all those emails flooding up your inbox. Right. Well, I wanted to ask you something because I talked to another agency uh, person recently, and one of the struggles they were having is they didn't have enough laptops for all of their staff to work from home, and they were taking iPads away from their um, or tablets away from their producers, (laughs) agency support staff. Uh, would have a way to get into the system. So how did you handle people transferring from being in the office to being at home as far as their computers? Great, great question. So one of the things that we had already done is started having certain employees that had laptops. So we, we had some of that already in place. Now, those that didn't have a laptop, we let them actually take their machines home and they hooked them up and connected them and they had the security settings in there, which we can talk about a little bit more in detail. But they took those home with the phones and they made their own home office. Oh, wow. So it was almost like they were still at their desk. Exactly. And it's interesting. One of our employees, I don't know if we're going to get her back. <laughs> she's, she's loving this so much, being there at the house. And, and she says she's she's really productive because you didn't think about it. You don't have the people walking in anymore and you're getting things done. And She's really um, working through the renewal list and some other things. But the beauty is, is if the phone rings, they can answer it from their home. They've got the computer system set up. So they're using a management system, which is in the cloud. They can access all the information just like they're at the office. That is really, really nice. What about internet speeds? Have you had an issue uh, with your employees having enough internet uh, broadband width to, uh, to do their jobs? Great, great question. And we actually had tackled this uh, about a year or so ago uh, during a snowstorm episode, Charlotte, where people were at home and we were talking about, you know, with this, with that particular event going on, we really need to be prepared. So if it happened again, thinking snowstorm, not pandemic, that they could work from their houses. So we'd already checked the internet speeds. And, and of course, today, as you know, if you get, uh, whether it's Time Warner Cable or Spectrum, whatever you want to call it these days, the internet speeds at home are usually pretty good. And sometimes it might even be better than the business speeds, depending on which plan you have. Mm-hmm. But we had checked that out ahead of time, and everybody was uh, pretty much good to go on that end. Oh, that was good. So you had mentioned that you, know, you had a lot of tools you use that you liked and, and Slack was one of them. What are some other uh, software or other tools that have really, really helped during this time? Well, I, I'm going to mention two. Now one is going to be really top secret. Okay. So you can't <laughs> share that with anybody. We'll say it uh, quietly. Yeah, exactly. Cause this, this particular tool that we'll talk about in just a few minutes was one that uh, I just happened to be at the house and thinking about it. I said, man, this is a great idea. But now the first one I want to mention is Loom. Uh, Loom mm. is a video recording tool. And I think if you go back on our last podcast that we had with uh, Jane Sanford, if the listeners haven't taken time to listen to that particular podcast, this is a great idea after you finish this one to go back and, and listen to that one. But it really helps you with recording your screen and showing people different things that they may need to know. One of the things that we did we actually went out for those people that were usually come by the office to make a payment. We would show them how to make the payment online or how to go in and set up their account with a particular carrier. And that was just fabulous because we can record it and then send them the link to the video 
and they click on the link and it plays back. And we, when we talk to them, we talk specifically to that individual. Oh, and that's so helpful, you know, because you can actually see keystroke by keystroke what to do. Because so many times I see written instructions and it says to do something um, and I go, uh, can't find that. Don't know where that is. Don't see it. <laughs> you know? So if you can actually see someone step through it, that's super, super helpful. Yeah, it's, and it's great because you're, you're talking to them. They're seeing the screen. They can pause it. They can play it back. And it's a great way to show them you know, how to do that particular task. Now, the other one that I'm going to mention, which is, like I said, this is top secret. <laughs> Here's what we did. We went on to Amazon uh-huh. and ordered a ring device. Oh, and we put the ring device out on the front uh, part of the building with uh-huh. a note that says ring for assistance and state your name and your phone number. Now, the beauty of this is that no matter when they came up, if they hit the ring button, we had everybody in the field, certain people tagged to watch that <laughs> during different parts of the day. And when they went to that, they would press the button and it would ring and they would answer it. And then they would get their cell phone number and call them back, which is a better voice communication, mm-hmm. and talk to them about what they needed to uh, to do with the agency. And that has been great. And one of the things that we found, we could even see them come up to the ring device before they press the device. Mm-hmm. So we can talk to them before they even get there. That kind of that's very <laughs> freaks them out a little bit, probably. It does. Yeah. it does. I was going to say, very interesting to see that we all somebody's talking and looking around. Where is that coming from? Yeah, it would, it would freak me out a little bit if I was walking up to your office and I hear, "Hey, Charlotte." I was like, "Where <laughs> are you?" Are you? <laughs> oh, but but it's beautiful because you know this way. Those people that do still believe it or not, they're still coming to the office. We can talk to them in that manner and, and get things done. Now, the other piece I love is that it records that conversation. Mm-hmm. So you can go back on the on ring and play it back. So if they come up and no one's available, they come up after hours and they state their name and their phone number. That's why we put that on, on the uh, documentation outside. Then we can call them back when we get in the next day or later that night. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. So yeah, that that's a that was a very smart thing to do. I'm impressed. I uh, would not have thought of that myself. So, yeah, and I tell you, it really, some people are going to probably ask what the cost of that particular piece was. It was about 160 seventy dollars for that particular ring device. Oh my goodness! And, and the other beauty, Charlotte, is you know you get like thirty days free of using their service before you have to start paying for it. So you know, oh, that's brilliant. Hopefully, we'll get a little bit further down this pandemic. Right. Right. So I've got a question um, because we know a a lot of our agency management systems now are in the cloud. So they're not dependent on our server at the office, which is really great this time, uh, this point in our history and what was going on. But I've got a question. We still get snail mail. How are you handling the mail you get into the post office or to your that comes in the regular mail? Beautiful. So the mail still, believe it or not, they still, the U.S. Postal Service still delivering the mail. As we get that mail, we'll take that mail out and scan it and send it out to individuals through the management system. Mm-hmm. So our system has the ability to do what we would call front-end scanning, and it puts it into their stack so they can work it. Now, for those agencies that may not have that particular capability, <clears throat> they could get a Dropbox account and scan it to Dropbox and have somebody work that digitally. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think actually, if you just use, you can use Dropbox on your phone and even just take a picture and that scans sure. it right into Dropbox. So you don't have to have a big fancy scanner to get that done. So um, well, what about um, binding coverage and making changes? Or is all that just handled really seamlessly as if you were in the office just by phone and email and in the normal ways they communicate? So what we've done there, of course, is use e-signature to bind the policy so they can e-sign it. That's mm-hmm. worked out fairly well. Now, with some of our carriers, we've talked to them, and they are okay with us doing a voice-recorded binding process. Now, we secured that with the company on what we should say during that conversation, and we have a script written out for staff. So when somebody calls in, they let them know they're on a recorded line and they walk through certain criteria and go through that. Uh, and then they ask them at the end, do you wish to bind this policy or purchase this policy with what we've mentioned in the prior conversation? And they say yes. And then we save that video recording and attach it into the management system. So if we have to come back and show that to the department or to the carrier, for example, we can bring that up and show it. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, George, it doesn't surprise me that you were well prepared for shifting to remote work. Um, I have to tell you, I was watching a show earlier this week, you know, because we're all like binge watching shows on TV. <laughs> that would be another podcast, Charlotte. <laughs> Probably. So it was recorded in 2011, and I was shocked at how old the technology looked and you know, the, the things they were using. And it made me think about how quickly tech changes. So I know you stay really up to date on technology and you're always looking for new technology to bring into your agencies, but maybe all agencies don't do that. How often should an agency review their contingency plans and the tech that would be available if they had to switch to remote work? I would actually say at least annually, Charlotte, because things, as you mentioned, in the tech world, it changes so fast. I mean, even with myself, and you know how I'm diligently looking at things in the tech sector, I find things that people bring to me and say, have you seen this? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And I go out there and, and try it and and see if it's going to work and determine if we want to try it in the agency. But I would say at least annually, they should be looking at particular technology that can help them. And I will tell you that really Slack, which is one of the, the big ones that we're using today, that has been a game changer with communication among staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and we've, we've had some great fun with that. Um, the video conferencing capability that we have today to do a video call with everybody in the morning and going over that and seeing their faces and talking. Now, I was with an agency the other day, which I thought this was interesting. They had a virtual happy hour with their staff. Oh, I love that idea. <laughs> Everybody had their drinks in hand and they were sitting there talking to each other and they said they had the best time and it was a good hour of conversation at least. And they said that we're going to do that every week. Uh, and I think that brings everybody together during a time when things are probably not that great uh, and it's difficult. It, it brings us together as a staff. Yeah. And it allows people just to have a little uh, relaxed time and team bonding time and a chance to blow off some steam about, you know, if they have toilet paper, does it go over the top? Does it go to the bottom? You know, little things they just need to talk to someone outside the house about. Hey, so. if they have toilet paper, maybe we need to get them on our, our podcast here and start finding out where they're purchasing that. 
So, George, I know you're actively working with lots of agencies. Um, How are they coping with remote work? Do you see the majority of agencies well prepared for this? Are there some that are struggling? What what do you see? I I think, Charlotte, the majority are struggling in this arena. Uh, Now, what I I have seen, and you can understand this being on the coastal section, those people that that are on the coastal areas of particular states, uh, they were really prepared. Oh, yeah, sure. They they already have disaster plans. Those people more inland, those agencies more inland, uh, probably really hadn't given it that much thought because, you know, if they have a tornado, that would probably be the biggest disaster. And this hits, and they really weren't ready. So there was a lot of work they had to do to prepare for this and try to keep going. And even to the extent I know people were trying to purchase laptops, and some of the laptops were out of stock, and they were having to go other places to – Uh, get that supply. Yeah. And, you know, even though a lot of the agencies along the coast, like where I am, we went through Hurricane Florence a couple of years ago and, you know, maybe they were prepared to be shut down for a few days or maybe even a week, but, you know, we're talking about certainly uh, until the end of the month, maybe going into next month, we just don't know how long this is going to last. You know, I wonder how many agencies really thought through the potential of being out of their office for weeks at a time and not just a few days. And not only that, Charlotte, but I think this is a game changer, right? So think think about this from the client perspective. In a lot of the rural areas where people would get their check from, from the government or from their business and they would go to the bank and cash it, and believe it or not, people still do that, and they go around and they pay their bills, they have now really have to secure a debit card or a credit card or figure out a way to make their payment because they're not coming by the office anymore. Right, right. Yeah, very different. Um, You know, and that actually talking about paying by debit card and paying online makes me think, um, what are the cyber liability impacts with remote work and with running basically the whole business online? You know, that's a great, great question. And as uh, a lot of agencies come back with these written information security plans, they probably focus those a lot on the agency itself, and they might have had a couple of remote workers, but the remote piece is significant because, you know, reviewing your router to make sure that you've changed your admin password, making Mm -hmm. sure you have WPA2 for encryption capabilities, things that that they may may or may not have done at their home. Uh, They need to do, they need to make sure they've got the computer set up with uh, antivirus and anti-malware and make sure that's running on a regular basis and really training employees to be watching out for phishing expeditions. Yeah, unfortunately, I've, I've noticed a huge uptick in spam um, related Absolutely. to the virus, you know, because they're taking advantage of the fact that everybody's on their computers or their oh, yeah. phones they, all day. They know that. Right, right. Well, what about the cyber liability impacts for our clients who are now selling online? For example, you know, restaurants that are now taking online orders and even accepting payment online or businesses like retail stores that had to close their doors because they were considered non-essential. Now they're suddenly selling stuff online and hadn't really thought through getting cyber liability. Do you, do you think agents need to reach out to those customers and let them know? What Absolutely, because I think one of the things here, this is another great way to reach out and to have a discussion with maybe a restaurant owner or somebody like that and just say, hey, we want to go over some of the exposures you may now have that you did not have before. 
and start having those conversations and really talking about cyber liability insurance. I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, there's just that we could probably spend an hour just talking about all the new exposures that businesses have related to uh, the going online and doing so much more of their business online. So, George, is there anything else that you feel like agencies maybe that are struggling to kind of get their footing in this online or, you know, remote work situation? Anything you can can say to kind of help them get over the hump and get get things working well? Yeah, a couple of things I'll mention. Uh, a lot probably or may not know a lot of information about voice over IP phones, but that is definitely the way to go. Uh, and it's not as expensive as you may think. So I would highly encourage that. Checking for the internet speed uh, from everybody in the office to make sure that they have a high level of internet speed at their home. Making sure we train them and educate them on how to set the router up to make it secure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are some of the things that they need to do initially. And of course, with the management system, which is one of the key tools that we use, make sure that that is cloud-based. And if it's not that you've got a virtual private network or what we refer to in the tech industry as a VPN uh, to tunnel back into the office to do that securely. So those are some of the things that I would put out there. And of course, passwords on everything that you're doing, make sure the passwords uh, are uppercase, lowercase, numeric, and have symbols. And they're probably at least 11 to 12 characters in length. That's great. Well, George, I know a lot of people are, are struggling and, and, and are, uh, trying to find their way through this this new world that we're dealing with, these new challenges that we're dealing with. And I just want to leave our listeners with the thought that, you know, no matter how horrible things are right now, if you think back to your very, very worst day you've ever had, um, you survived it. And, you know, we're all going to get through this as well. Um, we, we're not, you know, we may not have all the answers, but we're figuring it out as we go along. And I think, we're, you know, we give grace to others as they're trying to figure things out. And I think people will give us grace as we try to figure things out, as long as we're doing our best and we're showing our care and concern for our clients. It's going to be okay. <laughs> we're going to get back to a normal life sometime in the future. That That's true, Charlotte. So we just keep forging ahead, take take every day, look at the positive and keep moving forward. That sounds great. And we'll see you soon on our next podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can find show notes for each episode at insuranceagencytrendsetters.com, as well as links to contact Charlotte and George. We'll see you next time on the podcast.